So hi everyone, welcome back to my podcast Ask Bone Teacher where I answer your formal questions in an informal way. So today in this podcast we have a guest. Her name is that aspiring orthopod. She's a follower of my Instagram handle. I would like to call her my turtle and she has influenced a lot of people with her posts on Instagram. You can just go and read a few inspirational posts there. She also has documented a lot of uh, techniques of studying as well as revision and she has been enormous help to the community and I thought more of you get benefit out of this. Welcome. Hi sir, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good sir, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for being a part of this. I'm thrilled to be a part of this sir. I should be thanking you. <laughs> you are more than welcome so we conducted a poll where we asked the followers of my handle to nominate a few people who they would want to hear from and a lot of people nominated your name and that is why you're here to spread your word to all of them now and in fact more of them who have probably not heard of you before thank you so much sir i really didn't expect this uh, to be blown up this way it's good it's good so let's just have fun here let's keep it very simple and let's not worry about uh, you know perfecting this podcast let's just talk about the things that we have to so that people who listen to us benefit in some way so it should be a okay. little value to them and i'm sure you can add that to their lives okay so so let's just start with your name that aspiring orthopod what is the story behind the name um why uh, that aspiring orthopod uh, i'm interested in orthopedic surgery and i wanted to start an anonymous account because until i get the seat i didn't want to bring my personal agenda into it so it was basically something to motivate me so that i put a post every morning about my schedule and i can be accountable for it by putting my uh, update in the night so whether i had followers or not i wanted to continue doing that every single day so that i know i'm moving forward in my progress Preparation. How has that helped you? It's really helped me. I've not missed a single day since I started. So you post every day. Yes, sir. That's that's really nice. Being consistent. So, so for yeah. everyone who's listening to this, uh, the most important thing in life to achieve success or anything that you want is being consistent. And she is definitely a proof of that pudding. She is consistent. She has been posting every day, and that's how we have noticed that. Now. With that said, I would just want to know why and how you started following me on Instagram or YouTube or wherever. Okay, I have uh, been following you since the time you started the YouTube channel, sir. So over a year back from the time initially your channel had uh, just ortho cases where you're taking up some topic and you'll explain it. Yes. And I so for my pure interest in ortho, I found you and I'm like, "Oh, he teaches it so well." So I kept following you. And then uh, you started talking about uh, Uh, PG aspirants and the troubles they are facing, and it just cut, made me connect with you further and further. Oh, that's so nice! And has it helped you? Oh, tremendously! I I think I realized the lacunae in my preparation with some of your videos. They they were game changers. Thank you, thank you very much, and I hope everyone who's listening to this can find some value out of those videos we make because it takes enormous time and effort to actually put it out there for all of you. So that's enough of me. Effort shows, sir. That that's that's absolutely enough of me. I think I think we should move on to the star of the podcast today. Uh, that's you yourself. <laughs> can you tell me what kind of value do you think you can bring to the community with this uh, platform that we have offered you today? I want to emphasize on revision. So I feel it should start immediately after finishing the first subject. 
you don't wait to complete all 19 subjects in fact it should start after each chapter so hold on so hold on hold on so you are saying that you don't want to finish the whole first reading and then start the revision no exactly see that's that's exactly what i wanted to hear and that's what everyone should hear revision doesn't have to you know start after finishing everything it can happen after reading one topic or one chapter or one subject also so just go ahead and please explain it better okay so after you complete a chapter just take a few minutes go back and do a fast review before you move on to the next it's going to be boring and it's going to be very monotonous but the devil is in the details So doing the small thing helps consolidate what you just read. So b- basically you're saying that suppose I I finish reading one topic say bone tumors and uh, hmm. and then I move on to nerve injuries and then I move on to upper limb fractures. Hmm. Can you just give me uh, a perspective or idea of how do you want me to start the revision and how do you want me to go about it? Okay, let's say I start bone tumors today mm-hmm. and let's say it takes me 2 hours maybe. Mm-hmm. So once I finish bone tumors, I'll not move to nerve injuries. I go back to bone tumors. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go and read the entire subject again. You not don't need to go from every word and letter. You know the topic. So as soon as you see osteosarcoma, you know the important points. So go through it again and keep moving. So this fast review is fast review. It has to be happening in matter of few minutes and then mm-hmm. you go to the next chapter. All right so basically at the end of each chapter you would want to take some time out summarize the chapter review the chapter what you have read and then move on to the next chapter yes sir and in fact if you look if we go back and see sir's videos even though it's a 6 minute videos the last 2 minutes is sir summarizing what he just spoke Yeah so I I do that I mean thank you for pointing that out I do that because I feel uh, even if I speak for 10 minutes or 15 minutes on one topic at the end of the day people would want to summarize the key points and that's yeah. what you're exactly doing right here right you are reading something and at the end of that reading you're summarizing those key points to keep in mind and then moving on to the next chapter Yes sir All right okay. so revision is not a one time thing keep a fixed schedule So Abbas sir has this wonderful one-to-one-to-one method, which is after you finish the first read, you do you study you revise one day, then two day, one week, two week, and then one month after the first read. I've seen another study grammar use the rabies vaccine schedule as a revision plan. So she does zero three seven twenty one, first reading immediately on the same day, then third day, seven day, and then twenty one days. Okay, so don't you think it's little uh, tedious to do this and to chart out the revision in such an articulate manner? Sometimes what happens is we read a topic which is relatively easy, and we wouldn't want to keep reviewing it again the next day and a week after that. How do you go about uh, reading such simple or easy topics and subjects? So this is not fixed in stone. So you fine-tune the dates according to your preparation level. There are some subjects which I find easy, and some which are really hard. Pharma and uh, biochem for me is quite hard, so I need to revise that more often to remember what I just read. So I follow the one-to-one-to method for hard subjects and the rabies schedule for easy and small subjects. Okay, so basically what you I- fine-tune it to yourself. Yes. So there is no. These uh, dates are not fixed. Yes. So when do you think? I mean, what makes you decide whether this topic or subject is hard or this topic is relatively easy? Uh, this also is quite subjective, sir. Like I've seen people who find surgery and ortho hard, which is baffling to me. But for that, for me, biochem and pharma is really hard. So I see people who are so good in pharma, they remember something which they read two months back, which I can't. I could have read something day before yesterday and I'll forget in pharma. So uh-huh. I need to do it again and again. Biochem so for you, for it matter, is different. I, yes. 
obviously it is different for everyone but uh, but is there a way that you can gauge uh, that you are weak in a certain subject is it by the scores or is it by actually recalling what you read yeah score when you're giving a grand test you'll definitely know which is the lowest scoring subjects i at up ones but that can happen when you don't revise properly also so for me personally i know these uh, things are hard because my uh, capacity to remember them is not good so that's mm-hmm. how i know it's bad for me don't worry about it pharmacology and biochemistry was extremely hard for me as well <laughs> no i just want to talk for another orthopedic surgeon too <laughs> I think it's universal people who pick up orthopedics or any surgical branch would find these subjects hard now i just want okay. to ask you why are you so much you know why are you emphasizing on revision so much why is it so important why is it so important that we start revising from day 1 and why not wait till we finish the first reading like i mean the popular belief okay so this is actually from personal experience i learned this the hard way so last year i completed all the subjects but i pushed my gt to the last few months So ultimately I didn't know whether to review GT mistakes or revise the notes which I've spent so much time reading and both are equally important and nothing hurts like the searing pain of wasted purpose because you have been studying you have been sacrificing but you haven't used it effectively So all that you have read felt wasted that's what you're trying yes, to sir. say and only because you couldn't revise Yes So all the so hard now work that and I've the... started uh-huh. Now that I've started preparation again and I'm reading these notes There are parts of it which is new to me because it's been so long since I read it. So I don't count this as a second read. These are my first read again because there's a gap. Uh-huh. So basically, you would actually uh, label your reason for not getting the rank or the seat that you wanted only lack of revision. Yes, sir. So that is when you realize that it is probably the most important thing, even more than reading anything new. Yeah yeah definitely because for me GT review mistakes were new because some of those topics are off notes they are not what you they've been taught in class they are new but i know that other people are giving these exams and it's important so there's a greed to read that too yeah. but it's very important to finish notes so there's a confusion and which cost it just a blunder so so that you have learned from your mistakes that happened last year which was very unfortunate what are you what are you doing differently this year why why is your preparation this time around different from last year So revision this time started with the first subject itself. I started in Feb end and I've put up a progress schedule on my wall which is like an excel sheet. So I've written down the list of 19 subjects in the first column. Then again against it is notes CT, subject wise test, uh the last 3 years question papers, question banks and then a series of columns which is for revision. The series is because there's no fixed number of revisions. The more number of revisions you get in the better. Okay so so made up this chart it's like an excel sheet which has columns and rows and in the yes. column you have written the names of the subjects and then you have written notes uh, subject specific tests question bank and last year papers and then revisions so yes, how do you use this table how how does it help you so now let's say i started with derma this year so let's say i finish derma once mm-hmm. and uh, i don't immediately give the class test i revise once again mm-hmm. only then do i attend the class test Mm-hmm. After that I will do the the question banks go simultaneously with the notes so as you finish the chapter go and give the question bank so that you feel like it's done it's consolidated uh-huh and then after the 21st day revision or the one month later revision that's when I am give the subject wise test 
All right. So what you do is you read the notes and following the notes, you answer or try to answer the questions from the Q bank. And the reason you do this is because you want to know the points which are very important in the notes, which you would have, you know, missed easily. And Q bank yeah. reemphasizes the important points. And yeah. once you have done that, uh, that is a complete reading. Yeah. Right. And once that is a complete reading, then you go and schedule your revisions, say one month later or based on whatever schedule you're following. And in the first yeah. revision or after the first revision, when do you do the subject test? The subject wise test is usually after a month. So mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm putting these dates, obviously changes with the coming timetable. But I see to that I don't give a gap of more than a month. All right. Subject wise test within a month of your first reading. Yeah. But not before that, because if it is before that, you are probably uh, getting a false positive. Yes, sir. And since it's fresh in your memory, you tend to like, you Mark don't correctly. exactly know how much you're recalling. Yeah. And then what do you do with this chart? Say, once you have read, say, dermatology for the first time, you have done the QBank, oh. you have solved the subject wise test and you have revised it uh, after one month. So do you keep marking this? What do you do with this yeah. chart? I keep. I keep picking the progress. So now let's say I finish four or five subjects. The initial four columns will be ticked, but the number of revisions depends on the no- amount of time I have. Mm-hmm. And depending on that, I keep ticking. So now you can color it, highlight it, do whatever you want to customize it and look pretty. But the whole point of this is to have a visual representation of your progress. On some days, it gives me confidence. On some days, it really makes me want to push myself more because I'm not seeing more ticks on it. Mm-hmm. So, how do you think this 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 graphic representation, this coloring of the chart, which is in front of you uh, on your study table, how does it help? I mean, why is it important that we put all these things on a piece of paper and represent it graphically? Why is it important? Uh, well, sir, to quote you, uh, your subconscious mind needs to be coerced into believing that you're moving forward, and this visual re- reinforcement is very important to become confident and enthusiastic about your preparation because. You tend to be bored. You tend to be like, okay, I've done this, but I don't remember it. But seeing it makes it like your mind keeps telling you, like, okay, this much is done. I've done this much. Now I can keep moving forward. Uh, yeah. So it's basically putting your your achievements on a piece of paper in front of you. You look at it and you you feel happy that you have conquered it. So it's like coloring the whole white wall, and then slowly yeah. as your coloring progresses, you can see the whole white wall changing into something blue or green or whatever color that you have chosen, and you you yeah. see that it is getting complete. It's like a loading bar or a download bar, right? Yes. So it actually gives a lot of positive reinforcement and makes you feel that you're you're getting near to your target, and makes you happy. Yes, sir. In fact, the, like my feeling has changed. Like last day, I used to be like, "Oh my God, there's so less days." In now, I'm like, "Okay, I'm doing this. Is going to come to like you know, I'm almost there. Like this is doable. I'm going to achieve this this time." Right. So this graphical representation is basically giving you the exact picture of how many days you have left and how many days you have utilized. So there is yes, no a possibility of error or thinking or maybe it's all right in front yes. of you. So that is the very important thing that I want all of you to understand. Putting it on a piece of paper in front of you is of immense importance. Otherwise, what happens is if you write it on a piece of paper and keep it in your pocket or if it's in your mobile phone as a task sheet, it stays there. You can't see it every day. The moment you get up in the morning, if you look at something that is progressing, it is so beautiful. You're seeing that you're reaching towards your goal step by step every day and it is in itself a very uh, a motivational tool yes sir I, in, i'm so in fact, happy when i listen to topper videos and i hear people when i hear them say oh i've done four five revisions it used to baffle me i'm like i couldn't finish 
the entire subject like all the topics once how are these people you know revising this so many times and now when i see this chart and i'm like okay i've actually revised derma three times so it's possible so by the time i come to august i should have finished all the subjects but the subjects which i have done it's i've been revising them it's not like i've left it like in august i won't be like oh i did derma and feb i don't remember so that is why by the time you finish your preparation you would already have revised say four five or six times hopefully yes sir So I I think that is enough of your uh, study tip for everyone. <laughs> I just want to know what actually you know ticks you, what inspires you to do what you do, and what do you want to become in the future. And so, is there any inspirational story that you would want to share with everyone that inspires you each and every day of your life? Yes, so I really want to. Also, apart from the messages I get on the page about studies or something, I usually put a quote or something which is positive below it. And many of the people's messages is. Oh, this is so inspiring, or you know, this made my day, or this is so sweet. And when th- such a negative space going around, and since you're monotonous and you're alone in a room, the empty mind is a devil's workshop. So, the I like seeing positive quotes. It really helps me change my mood and immediately go back to studying. So, this is some story. This is a small story that I wanted to share with everybody. So, when uh, Dr. APJ Abdul Kalam was asked what he considered was his greatest achievement. he spoke about this incident which happened during his visit to a hospital in hyderabad so he saw polio affected children struggling with to walk with a 3 kg prosthetic limb so he got in touch with his friends back in isro and they used composite material used in agni missile heat shields to fabricate flow reaction orthoses so this ultimately weighed just 300 grams which was 1/10th the original weight amazing so uh, after fitting the new prosthetic limbs he saw them walking running and few children even using the bicycle wow and he turned around to see the parents and uh, they were overjoyed and some of them did, you know with teary eyes they looked at him and he chose this incident i remember my mother telling me as a small child how at this time he was already the former president of india and aerospace engineer he was the admin of drdo and isro and even won the bharat ratna but he chose this incident oh, this incident uh, for child, what why did he choose it this incident to say something he chose this incident as the most greatest achievement in his life all right so when when people asked him what is his greatest achievement he said this was his greatest achievement yes wow and he's more than and, that he's he's absolutely more than that yeah and as a child uh, these when my mom pointed this out this molds your outlook towards life and then years later now during my pg prep days when i was watching one of your videos last year uh you spoke about a struggling student and the same words reverberated passion should fuel you degree and positions are just means to achieve what you're passionate about and you spoke about how this is not a life and death thing this is something that you get so that you can finally do what you wanted to do anyway And, yeah, um, yeah. I, I talked about it. the means. I, I talked about the means to uh, reach to your goals. Your goals is being a good doctor and helping a lot of people and making a difference. And this yeah, PG yeah. and this preparation and these exams, these are the means to get there. And yes. that's what I wanted to say then. And uh, also, Abdul Kalam was a fisherman's son. He could have easily said that he wanted to be- the day he became an aerospace engineer or the president. or any other great things that he's achieved but he chose this and that just shows how passionate he was about this no but 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 he was a genius he was a scientist he was a revolutionary thinker and a worker but do you really think you have to be absolutely 
a smart aleck or a genius to achieve success in life or can average people also do that well actually there's a really fun fact about uh, abul kalam when he used to study in school he used to get very average grades but every teacher described him as very hard working and always had a strong desire to learn and i think there in life difference everyone has the same amount of intellectual capacity no one is smarter than the other no one's dumber than the other what we need to do is that hard work he never gave up being a fisherman's son at any point of time he could have used all those excuses that he could all valid but he didn't so i think the magic is here is the hard work and desire to learn which is totally in our hands that's a wonderful way to conclude your talk i mean i i'm so happy that you said that because i wanted to add a few point here uh, the first thing is that a lot of students think they they don't have the capacity or the intelligence to achieve success in life or to get good ranks or good grades but they fail to understand that they've already gotten into medicine and once they've gotten into medicine it's already evidence enough ki they are intelligent they are bright they have the decent amount of iq required to understand these things and now all of them are on the equal playing field it's just that the amount yeah. of hard work and perseverance they put in and more important than that is their desire to learn the curiosity to know more about medicine about how they can help the patient and once that comes into their genes into their dna everything for them would become an interesting conversation everything would become a story to you know learn it's not like you want to learn things to pass an exam you don't want to learn things to score good marks you want to learn things because you can help people more and once that 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 metamorphosis of thought process happens everything becomes easy and fun and i think that is what has happened with uh, dr apj abul kalam and hopefully will happen with all the listeners listening to our podcast today and i wish you all the success in life and and Thank is you there so much, anything you want to is there anything you want to say towards the end of our conversation uh i'd like to sign off with abdul kalam's quote itself okay uh if you want to shine like the sun first burn like the sun that that's a wonderful quote and it has a lot of depth in its meanings and i'm so happy that you are a part of this conversation and i'm so I'm, glad i got this opportunity to talk with you sir thank you very much and i hope all of you listeners have found some value in this podcast if you did please hit the subscribe button and the thumbs up button and don't forget to follow me on instagram and subscribe to my youtube channel do comment your questions and if you want uh, more shows like this do tell uh, who you want to listen from with that said guys i will see you on the other side bye bye